Welcome to the Crushing on Life podcast. I'm your host, Emma T. Fink. Managing your time can seem impossible, especially in this day and age. We all have a million things on our plate. I'm here to help you bring some order to it all. Each week, I'll be delivering you actionable tips that you can take to help manage your time, prioritize your tasks, and still take care of yourself. Before you know it, you'll be crushing on your life. Hey there, and welcome back to the Crushing on Life podcast. This is episode two. If you're listening to this podcast, you're probably either a perfectionist or a people pleaser, or both. There's also this notion about certain things that they have to be done in a certain way. But have you ever stopped to think, what am I actually trying to accomplish by doing this thing? To manage your time, you have to laser focus on what you want to be doing with your time. And this often comes with deciding what you don't want to spend your time on. Today, I've got things that, contrary to your belief and most of society's belief, you don't have to do. I've got 11 different things to share with you today, and hopefully this can just reframe your mindset on different things and make you take stock of what you're spending your time on and maybe where you could potentially say no occasionally. The first thing that you don't have to do is everything. Stop trying to be a superhuman. We all have 24 hours in a day and there are going to be days where you don't get everything done and that is okay. We are human. We have things that come up, we have down days, we have all sorts of things that could potentially stop us from completing all of the things on our to-do list, but that's okay. If you try to accomplish everything, you're setting yourself up for disappointment and overwhelm. Being disappointed in yourself can tank your motivation and being overwhelmed can bring you to a grinding halt because you have so many things that you could potentially do that you can't decide which one to do first. So if you try to do everything in one day or one week or whatever time frame you're working with, you're going to fail. Let me clarify real quick though. Failure isn't inherently a bad thing. Failure just means you did not succeed. And when it comes to doing everything and overwhelming yourself, maybe you don't want to succeed at that. The second thing you don't have to do is a project that no longer serves you. I get it. If you started something, there are a lot of sunk costs. Maybe you've put a lot of money into this. Maybe you put a lot of time into this. I get that it can be really frustrating when you're just not feeling a project anymore, but you've been working on it for so long that you're like, I don't wanna waste all of this work that I've done. If it's something that's voluntary, I ask you to reevaluate your why. Why did you start doing this project in the first place? And do you still have that same why today? Is it still worth all of the time, money, and effort you're putting into this project? Sometimes whatever you're working towards is a means to an end. Like if you're going to college or if you have a savings goal, Something like that is going to be worth it in the long run, even if it sucks right now. But continuing something that is not going to bring any value to your life or to anyone else's life that doesn't even make you happy isn't something that you should be continuing. I know that society has raised us to not be quitters and that if we're quitting, then we're giving up and failing or being flaky or something like that. But honestly, if it's really not serving you and it doesn't make you happy and there's not a concrete reason that you can think of to continue, 
Stop it. Your time is the most precious resource that you have and it is non-renewable. So you shouldn't be spending it on things that don't give you any sort of value. This could be as simple as stopping a book that you thought you were gonna like, but you don't like it. It's a little silly to spend your time on things that aren't gonna have any return for you. The third thing you don't have to do is keep toxic family and friends in your life. You're not obligated to remain in contact with anyone. You might feel like you're obligated, but you're not actually obligated to be in contact with anyone. And if someone is consistently sucking your energy or spreading negativity or just being a downer whenever you're around them, bye. Now, trust me, I understand that this is easier said than done, especially if it is a family member. If you need help changing your mindset on this, just think that this is for your overall well-being because your mental and emotional health are very important parts of your holistic wellness and keeping toxic family and friends in your life that are constantly bringing you down or trying to get you to do things for them without ever returning the favor, that's not good for your overall wellness. I plan on doing a more in-depth episode about toxic people in your life and how to get rid of them in the not-too-distant future, so stay tuned for that and hit the subscribe button if you want to be notified when it goes live. If the person is a coworker, try to avoid them if at all possible. I know that you have to work with people you don't want to sometimes, but if you don't have to work with them, try not to talk to them. Another thing to consider is that you are the product of the five people you spend the most time with. Think about those people for you, and is that a good thing or a bad thing? I'm not saying that you have to go unfriend everyone who is mean to you or negative in any way, shape, or form. It's just something to keep in mind to protect your overall energy and well-being. The fourth thing that you don't have to do is say yes to every after work thing ever. I know that networking is important. I know getting to know your coworkers and forming a team bond with them is also important, but self-care is the most important thing and work obligations cannot get in the way of that. Sure, it's fun to go get dinner and drinks with your coworkers every once in a while, but if they wanna start doing it a couple times a week and that starts cutting into different things that you wanna get done or your relaxation time, then you have every right to decline the invitation sometimes. Also keep in mind that you already spend 40 hours a week with these people, so declining a few extra hours shouldn't be that big of a deal. Don't be afraid to say no every once in a while. You don't have to say no to all of them, of course, because it is still fun, especially where I work. There are a bunch of different fun places that we like to go to, but I don't like to go to all of them because sometimes after a day of work, I just want to go home and veg out in front of the TV with my cats. You just have days like that, and so you are not obligated to go to every single after work event that is ever planned. The fifth thing that you don't have to do is keep a job that you hate. There are a zillion other jobs out there. There's bound to be one that you love or at least one that sucks less than the one that you have now. If the one you have now is sucking your soul and you dread going to work, that is not good for your mental health. Kind of like having toxic people in your life. This even applies if it's not your full-time gig. Say you're in school or you're working on a business endeavor and you just need to have something to give you a source of income while you're working towards your further goals. 
If you work at a big enough company, you can even look for a different position within that company. That's what I did. There was a role that I was in that I wasn't really enjoying that much. And so I searched for another one that I like a lot better. If you're worried about your source of income, then look for a new job while you still have your old job so that you don't get rid of that source of income. Then once you've accepted another offer, you can put in your two weeks notice and get a job that's better suited for you. The sixth thing you don't have to do is copy someone else's exact morning or night or workout routine. I will be the first one to admit that I love watching morning routine videos. I love watching people's picture perfect morning routines, what they do right when they get up and their workouts. And I like being inspired by them, but that's exactly what they should be. An inspiration, not a routine blueprint. If you try to copy someone's exact morning routine and it's not right for you, you're ultimately going to fail. And so you have to figure out what works for you. Have you tried waking up at 5 a.m. and it just doesn't work out for you and you always end up going back to sleep anyway because you don't have a reason to get up at 5 a.m.? Don't get up at 5 a.m. You need to find some morning routine stuff that will actually get you up out of bed in the morning. The same thing goes for working out. If you try to copy someone's workout routine and you just don't enjoy that type of exercise, then you're not gonna be motivated to work out. If you see someone running, but you despise running, then don't run to exercise. And while we're on the topic of exercising, the seventh thing that you don't have to do is go to the gym for your workouts. There are so many ways to do workouts that are not at the gym. Especially because I know that for people who are just starting out with working out, the gym can feel super intimidating. Even if it's a place like Planet Fitness that is supposed to be judgment-free, it can still feel really weird when you get into the gym and you see all the machines and you're like, I have no idea how to use any of these and I don't want to be that one person that has to ask about how to use a machine because you don't want to look like an idiot and it just, it's not fun. So find a way to work out that is not at the gym. Walking around the neighborhood can be a good workout and it's a simple way to move your body. Towards the beginning of May, I loved walking around my little neighborhood because the flowers were in bloom and it smelled so good. You can also look up body weight exercises to do. There are a ton of tutorials on YouTube to do this. And if you're learning how to do these exercises, you can learn in the comfort of your own home without feeling like all eyes are on you. If you don't just want to do bodyweight workouts, you can also invest in a set of dumbbells. They're not super expensive. I will link to a set on Amazon in the show notes. But they let you turn your living room into your own personal gym. There are also some virtual workout classes that you can do. I know Zumba is a big one. Um, I think you can do bar. But especially with the COVID crisis going on, there are a lot of people that are taking their workouts to the internet. And so do a little bit of searching and see if you can find some cool ones. The moral of the story is that you don't have to feel like you're being judged in order to get fit. The eighth thing you don't have to do is stay away from any and all junk food. I know there are so many different diets or meal plans that say that junk food is really bad for you, which it is obviously, but they tell you to stay away from it completely except for certain days. But I found that the more I try to resist junk food, the more it tempts me. It's the whole forbidden fruit concept. The more you can't do it, the more you wanna do it because it's scandalous and forbidden. 
And so ultimately, if you keep telling yourself, oh, I can't have that food, then it'll keep tempting you and tempting you and you're a lot more likely to binge on that food and have to completely start over with your healthy eating from square one. And again, in the middle of this COVID-19 crisis, some of us need a little bit of comfort food and that is not a bad thing. Junk food in moderation is not the worst thing ever. The ninth thing you don't have to do is give in to societal pressure. I know this sounds super preachy and like millennial of me to say, but you are who you are and nobody can change that and you shouldn't want people to change it. I think it was Nathaniel Hawthorne that said, be yourself, everyone else is already taken. And that is so true because you are gonna be the best you possible. No one can do you better than you. Another thing to think about is that people are scrutinizing you far less than you think they are. When you're like, oh my God, people are going to notice XYZ about my appearance or my social media, you're usually worrying about nothing because a lot of the times people are thinking the exact same thing about themselves. Like, oh my God, everybody's judging me. But in reality, nobody is judging you as much as you're judging yourself. This also goes for taking risks or doing things that might be a little out of the ordinary. Honestly, if no one is getting hurt, just do it. Dye your hair purple. Go on that trip. Try something new. Don't let anyone stop you from taking risks and doing the things that you want to do. I understand that in cases of LGBTQ identity or other things like that, you might not be able to be your full self around certain people, which is really sad, but it's true. So finding communities on the internet or at school, like at my university, there were a ton of groups for all different sorts of identities. Finding one of those groups can be really helpful to be yourself and find other people who relate to you. So you don't feel nearly as lonely as you might if you didn't have that community. The 10th thing you don't have to do is finish your entire to-do list in one day. I used to do this to myself all the time. I always would convince myself, okay, this is the day that I start getting all of my stuff done. I'm going to put 12 things on my to-do list today and it's going to be awesome and I'm going to knock it all out. But that never works. Similarly to point number one with not trying to do everything it kind of overwhelms you to the point where you don't feel like doing anything at all. And of course, that's not what we want. So don't stress yourself out with trying to finish your to-do list in one day, especially if your to-do list is never ending like mine. I feel like I'm always adding something to my to-do list. There's not really that many days that go by where I don't add at least one thing to my to-do list, whether it's a cleaning task or an errand I have to run, something gets added to my to-do list almost every day. What I started doing is picking three things to do and focusing on those. You don't even have to start with three things. You could start by just picking one thing that you're going to do. And a lot of the times, once you do that one thing, you'll feel like you're picking up momentum and you'll start to do even more things. And then you can build up to three. I wouldn't go with more than three tasks that you're focusing on in a day just because that might be getting into decision fatigue territory. But you can still accomplish more than three things, but don't pick more than three things to focus on. But your three things could be, I'm gonna do two loads of laundry, vacuum, and pick up my prescription. That's it. 
If you get extra things done on top of that, that's great. But as long as you do those three things, you can count the day as a win in your book. And you will feel much better than if you tried to get everything done and you didn't get anything done. And the 11th thing that you don't have to do is be perfect. Perfect is not a thing. It doesn't exist. It's literally unattainable. So trying to hold yourself to a perfect standard is unrealistic. And again, setting yourself up for failure. Remember, we are striving for progress, not perfection, because progress is still better than you were yesterday. The only person that you're competing with is yourself. So you want to keep trying to be better than you were yesterday and continue to improve each day. And that's what you should be striving for, not some unrealistic expectation of perfection. This is probably also a good time to point out that if you are looking at people on Instagram and they have seemingly the perfect life, that is their highlight reel. That is putting their best foot forward and you are comparing your everything to their highlight reel and that is just not productive. And so you could think that that person has somehow magically attained perfection, but I guarantee you that they look at other people on Instagram and think the exact same thing. So don't strive for perfection. Strive to be better than you were yesterday. And those are the 11 things that I have that you do not have to do. I hope this gave you some food for thought about thinking about why you actually do the things that you do with your time. And maybe it'll help you reevaluate and see where you can maybe make some cuts and spend more time taking care of yourself. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on iTunes so that you will get notified whenever I post one. I will be posting consistent content on Mondays. Also, if you think a friend could benefit from this episode, share it with them. The more the merrier. Thank you so much for tuning in and I will talk to you guys next time. Thanks for tuning in to the Crushing on Life podcast. You can find the show notes for this episode and all other episodes at emmatfink.com slash podcast. If you're new here, please consider subscribing so you never miss a new episode. Until next time, keep working toward a life you can crush on.